0: You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast, Superman Batman Apocalypse. A special edition iFanboy podcast the Superman Batman Apocalypse. My name is Connor Kilpatrick and I'm here with Chris Neesman. Hello. Ryan Hopp. Good evening. And Paul Montgomery. Hello. We are all from iFanboy. We uh, normally talk about comics. But today we're going to talk about a comic book film, the ninth in the DC Universe animated original movie f- series, Superman Batman Apocalypse, which is sort of the first sequel they've done. They did a Superman Batman film before. And while it's not sort of you know it's not this, it's not a direct continuation it's sort of a sequel i guess you could call it in that sense um, the second superman batman film based mm-hmm. on the jeff Loeb, michael turner series uh i think it was called something supergirl i don't remember what the name of it was but it was basically in, the introduction to the current new supergirl that's running around
1: dc universe right now was that the uh last daughter of krypton was that it the, could have been i don't remember the title. Yeah, um, it was good it was i enjoyed 2003. it
0: 2003 who reads titles <laughs>
1: exactly not me <laughs>
0: So we've Get all the story. we've all seen it. This was uh, this was starring, of course, Tim Daly Superman, Kevin Conroy's Batman, Summer Glau as Supergirl, Susan Eisenberg came back for Wonder Woman. She was Wonder Woman on the um, Justice League shows, and Andre Brower as Darkseid, as, as well as some other um, cameos, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, I saw this film at the Paley Center in New York, the premiere, and Kevin Conroy was there, and he spoke afterwards. Um, as, the, as the last one, they, they premiered both. Uh, They've been premiering these films, which is strange. They've been giving these big premieres, which is kind of cool, I think. Um, So let's get to it. I thought, um, I know we talked about the last Superman Batman film and thought it was fun, but perhaps not great. And I thought maybe that was the same way with this film. I thought after the last two stellar entries, this was a bit of a step down, although still fun.
1: That, uh... Well, you know, I, I thought that the them naming it uh Batman Superman or Superman Batman, whatever it was, uh yeah, it's Superman Batman this time. I thought that was interesting because in the entire title sequence and actually the movie itself, it, it really is a, a Trinity story. Yeah. Sorry, it's my, my dog shaking over here. Um <laughs> uh, it, it, it's really a Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman story. So I, I thought it was it was Superman Batman kind of in, in title only.
0: Well, is it a Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman story? Or is it a Supergirl story?
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah, sure, it's a Supergirl story, but it's the Trinity is is yeah. definitely the 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 setup for all of that. That's the you know everything kind of emanates from them. But yeah, it's 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 Kara's story.
0: It's funny because well, as watch as I was watching it, I um couldn't help but think about the external forces because uh, as we know, they they've changed their strategy with these films. They're really only focusing on Superman and Batman and the Justice League. And they're not really. They said they're not going to really do stories featuring the female characters because they didn't. Because Wonder Woman tanked so hard when it, when it came out. But really, this is a film about Wonder Woman. It's a film about Supergirl, and it was funny that she's not in the title. She, it's they've subtitled it Apocalypse instead of Supergirl. She's barely in the marketing, but really, the first half of the film is all about her. Mm-hmm. If, she, the, they, if
2: that's what they have to do to make this kind of movie, then fine. I mean, it's kind of sucks, but they they made a movie that isn't just about Superman and Batman. And that's... Sure. So that was a, a nice change.
3: Yes. She's a, she's in the title sequence. Right. I don't know. Did you guys notice that when they uh, had the big S and then it zoomed out and you're like, whoa, chest. Boobs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, oh. yeah, no she was, totally was. <laughs> nice and polygons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I don't want to be too negative because I did I did enjoy it. It's just, it, it didn't have, to me, the the strong story that, that Batman Red Hood had and that Crisis on Two Earths had. But it had a lot of really fun stuff, including... um. The, I thought one of the strengths of Lauren Montgomery's, and she was the director of Lauren Montgomery's films, so is she does really great fight choreography.
2: No Boy, ha, ha, has
1: the has the fight choreography in these movies just gotten better and better? I think we talked Absolutely. about that on, uh, was it the the Crisis on Two Earths? That yeah. Especially especially the Wonder Woman. Yes. I, I'm sounding like a Wonder Woman apologist here. Um, but, um, man, her fight choreography it, for that character is so strong.
0: Yes, especially the fight in Apocalypse. But let's back up for one second, just to give people a primer. The story is Superman and Batman are doing their thing on Earth, and 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 Supergirl crash lands. She was she was also sent away from Krypton, and and Batman is of course suspicious, and Superman is happy to have a family member back on Earth. And they sent Wonder Woman shows up to train her because she she realizes that this is a dangerous weapon that's here on Earth, and Superman and Batman are kind of not good parents, so she's going to take Supergirl <laughs> away to train her, and. At the same time, Darkseid has got his eye on Supergirl as his new uh, the head of the Female Fury, so he wants her, and that leads to a big conflict on Apocalypse, where after Darkseid kidnaps her to make his make her his new Female Fury, and then uh, chaos ensues. And I thought um, the art style was based off of Michael Turner, which I thought worked Mm -hmm. really well in some instances and worked didn't work so well in other instances. I thought with the female characters it worked a lot. I thought Wonder Woman and Supergirl looked really good, but when it came
1: to Superman, should never have uh, mascara.
0: He looks really, he looks really pretty in some scenes, and yeah. and not just pretty, but it looked he it looked like a different model from scene to scene. He was either really f- sort of feminized in some scenes, but in other scenes he sort of had a very much sterner face. I thought that didn't didn't work too, as well, but um, they did a really good job of capturing it in terms of Supergirl and Wonder Woman, which I thought was impressive because it's not it's hard to. Capture static imagery in, 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 in animation form.
2: It's very angular style. Um, Batman, I thought, I, I thought is really, really stylized. It's really noticeable. Um, but I kind of, I thought it worked. I thought it looked it looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, there's sort of a, when you, when you take Turner and, and, and combine it with the regular DC animation style, it's, it, it looks a lot like anime. Yes. Um, and I have a high tolerance for that. I I kind of like it. So, and I thought atmospherically it worked really well. Like Apocalypse looks scarier than it usually does Mm -hmm. Um, in these animated projects so i I thought it i thought it worked i was i was pretty pleased with it
1: yeah Yeah, we we talk about we talk about turner and sure his his fingerprints were were all over this with with a lot of the um uh, especially the faces of a lot of the 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 uh, superman batman and and supergirl but man the kirby designs and you see this in, in a lot of the other animated stuff Kirby designs just animate so well. Yes. It, oh, man, uh, everything in, on Apocalypse just looked awesome.
0: Well, uh, something else that made me think of, which wasn't re- related to the film, was if, if anything, Bruce Timm really likes using the the, uh, the Apocalypse as a foil for Superman, which is perfect because they're really, Darkseid really is the force that can really give Superman a run for his money other than Lex Luthor, but in a completely different way, in a, in a way that he stands on his own and can meet, meet him blow for blow it made me realize how much of a mistake it was for DC comics to quote unquote, kill all the new gods and not, they're basically not in a story anymore in the current DC universe in the comics. And it's such a mistake because they're such great characters. It's so operatic and and whenever they show up, you know, it's always a big deal. And now that they're gone. It made made me miss them more watching this film.
2: Yeah. They had some really nice extra features uh, focusing on Kirby and the new gods on this disc. And, um, it really made me miss them a lot. I was like, "These are great characters." That's a I really can. good scenario too, and I wish that we could, ex- you know, explore this week to week. Yeah, and
3: I, I, I can never help but chuckle when I first hear Granny Goodness speak with the voice of Ed Asner.
2: Amazing! <laughs> he, he's really dedicated to that too. Yeah. Like he he's must he's, love he's it not phoning he keeps, in at all. Yeah, it's so. No, you know, you know how
0: dedicated it. He, he. We, we uh, also with Kevin Conroy at the screening was uh, Andrea Romano, the direct, the voice director, and she. That so he came in like the day before he had to go for surgery and did his whole part in one day uh, to get it, you know, before he had to go to the hospital. Like he's, he, he apparently likes being granted Goodness, which is funny. I thought, I actually didn't love the Granny Goodness design because it, it, it didn't look as, it looked more male than normal.
3: It didn't yeah. look as matronly and like the creepy kind of a short, stout, uh, like, big mama
1: way but yeah you, if you
0: didn't know it was that that character was a woman you may not have known it at
1: all especially with the voice was, yeah was, i was like is that, is that like dr girlfriend that was it was awesome
0: <laughs> but uh i really liked two things that really stuck out in my mind one i really liked the inclusion of big barda
2: yes it was completely yeah. out
0: of nowhere and completely out of left field you don't expect big barda to get that much exposure especially uh alone really? without without mr miracle you she's normally part of the matched set but mr you know, who, who knows Big Barda outside of comic readers? You know, she shows up and she's got a big part in the film. and I like that a lot. She was a really good uh, matched pair with Wonder Woman. And I really like the end because it caught me by surprise. I, I, I got, you know, they saved Supergirl from Apocalypse. And I don't remember the story. I don't remember if this happened
1: in the comics. How, yep. They yep, saved yep, her from sure
0: Apocalypse. They br- she, he, Superman brings her to Smallville so she can grow up with Mom puck Kent. And I'm thinking this is, the, this is the end of the film. And it totally got me. Yeah, me when, too. When Darkseid shows up and there's a huge-ass fight that's fantastic. For another five or ten minutes, and I totally was thrown for a loop, and that doesn't normally happen. So. Total fake out, and yeah, that hit me
1: I, hard. The, I love the scene. The scene with him busting through uh, Mom Paul Kent's uh, front door is lifted right out of the comic. Yeah, uh, I have yeah. forgotten about yeah. that, so that was mm-hmm. that, in that sense it was strong.
2: I've, I've never read the original story, the original comic, so that so this was a total surprise to me. I thought we were winding down. I was like, okay, it was kind of a fun movie, and then it it really <laughs> delivers in the end there. And I love the juxtaposition of Side and in Smallville. Yeah, like just you don't you never see dark side like in a in, you know like a pasture and you know sunny skies and it's really crazy. And the, the mega beams are awesome. neighbors
3: who got their house who got their <laughs> land destroyed. Yeah, I kind of about too. I also I never understand it's such a minor pet peeve but uh they've done it in smallville too. There's always mountains in the background and there's no mountains in the background when you're in Kansas. It's flat.
0: Well, when you have that many fights, it causes te- uh, tectonic problems.
3: Ah, there you go. All right, there's an article.
0: Um now, it, st- the one thing I really was kind of disappointed by, I was excited for Andre Brouwer as Darkseid because I like Andre Brower a lot. He's one of my favorite actors. I thought he sounded like an actor who hadn't had a lot of voice work experience. It didn't, it, it seemed like he he wasn't as convincing as he could have been. And he sounded very sort of standard. They didn't really do anything to his voice to make him seem more menacing. And in that sense, um, that was kind of disappointing because I was really looking forward to his uh, his performance as, as Darkseid, but I didn't really like that as
2: much. Who is the. You know, I, I, who was the original Dark Side in the in that uh, Superman series in j It was well, Michael Ironside, Ironside did it for right? A while. Yeah, and that like that that's that's you know big shoes because he did a really good job with that. And, yeah,
0: Michael Ironside's been doing it in, in all the Timverse stuff, um, and, I, and I'm, know, I, I'm I'm I, totally I, not I, I'm fine with people doing other voices. I'm fine with doing other. Oh you know, sure, but it's just for us. I was really excited. I thought he just, he didn't really deliver as much as the other actors. Yeah, I'm just things. saying we we were spoiled a bit. Sure.
1: I wasn't I wasn't overjoyed with the with the dark side design either. You know, mm, that was that yeah. was one that you know, it's 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 such a great looking character and I don't know if you can get much better than than that that just Kirby esque crackled big melon head and they they it's I don't know it, it, the character design for Darkseid wasn't like big and menacing enough for there, me but I mean that 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 was really my only nitpick on the on the whole thing
2: there were moments where he had an adorable button nose which <laughs> <really> didn't work. <laughs> just so like girls.
3: that's why she fell for him
2: yeah I don't know, I just it just seemed like this was more of
0: an action-packed adventure than the last two which had a lot to think about you know, for, as a from an emotional standpoint, you know, you, there was nothing in this film that matched the this, the tragedy of the Batman film or the existential angst of the Superman, of the Justice League film. So that, in that sense, I was kind of disappointed because, you know, when you raise the bar every time, it's hard yeah, to keep I th- going.
2: I thought this was much stronger than the first Superman Batman movie mm-hmm. they did. Animation um, wise, I thought for sure because I thought the animation in the first one was kind of clunky with the. Uh yeah, yes. I, I, but I would say I would say story-wise too and I might not say I might not have said that if they didn't have that fake out ending. Right. Which I thought really because it's at the, if you go with the fake out ending like what it was before we thought it was, you know, when we thought it was the ending, um it was su- like Superman takes Kara home and you know she's been saved from from Apocalypse but then she gets to save him in the end. So it's a it's a better arc for her. Um so I th- and I think I went in with lower expectations because I'd heard things that it was it wasn't so good story-wise. So I kind I really kind of enjoyed it. I I put it on par with not as good as say um the uh uh Red Hood, but about as good as um uh Crisis on Two Earths. Interesting. For me, yeah.
0: I sort of okay. put it in the middle of the pack. I don't put I think it's bad in any sense. I don't think it's Green Lantern. Um but I yeah. uh I, I I enjoyed it. I just you know it was a bit of a disappointment, but that's because of the you're so spoiled like we were with the dark side voice.
1: Well, I think I think you said it. It, it really was just a kind of a big action thriller, mm-hmm. and and the fight scenes you know kept building and getting better and better. And you see a an army of of Amazon warriors that was a fight, fight scene. Yeah. yeah, fighting Doomsday clones. I mean, come on, that's awesome. And I, it. I, yeah, so it was it was just a, a big action. Film. And one thing that
0: a- that the Tim movies continue to excel at more than anything else is they really show how awesome Superman is. Way better than the comics do. And in the, in the fight with the Doomsday clones when he just wipes out the whole army with his heat vision was, you know, intense. And then the fight with doomsday when he when that that scene where he gets the close up and he just keeps punching him punching him punching oh with the tornado yeah it was just like that stuff doesn't happen in the comics They don't for some reason they don't go that far with superman but tim does a really good job of showing you just how formidable superman really is mm-hmm. when he can when he can let go and fight guys who he doesn't have to hold back against well
3: I loved awesome. I love that they had that scene because they had that tornado imagery, which is something that we're all familiar with seeing iconically in the fields of Kansas, but right. you know, the subtext behind it is that it's Superman pummeling dark side so hard that a tornado is forming.
0: Yeah, no, this, I mean this was a fun action film. This was um it just there was just enough where I just kept in my back of my head going, oh, Superman looks too pretty or <laughs> why are all the men walking around Paradise Island? They shouldn't, they're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. They were pretty casual about that stuff. Like that just kept bothering me just a little bit, just a tiny bit, where I, I kept coming out of the film and wondering why, what things were going on. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I
2: there, was a, there was a pretty <laughs> awkward shopping scene. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and I, think okay, I kept, part of kept that, waiting
1: for Tobey Maguire to pop out.
2: <laughs> part of that was the score. I think they didn't really know what to do there. You'd think that there would be like a pop song or something, which they obviously probably couldn't do. Um, but it was just very awkward with, with Clark following Cara which, around which shopping. Came out with the, uh, Michael Turner dress. Yes. Yep. Um, and
3: that, and that was something I want to touch on just because I think one of the reasons I enjoyed the story in the comics so much was I had never seen Michael Turner do interiors. I'd never read any of his uh, independent stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think I spent a lot of time in reading that book, pouring over the splash pages because every page is a splash page and I enjoyed it a lot on that, uh, level and with the movie when you lose a lot of the intricacies of the michael turner art i think some of the gaps in the logic of the story stood out a little bit more for me and that made it a little harder to get into
0: well like what some of the gaps you thought there were
3: well, um, you know, just the the typical superhero like Wonder Woman can't walk up and just say, "Hey, Superman and Batman, I think maybe we can do this differently." She has to attack them, you know. And I'm just like, yeah. really? Oh, all right, okay. It was a bit that's...
0: odd that she tried to kidnap Supergirl instead of saying, "Maybe I should take her and train her."
3: Right. It's not like we're not. not like we're all friends here. Or just like little little things like the guys in the dock in Gotham. Like naked girl walks up to you, and you live in the DC universe. Do you really think she's normal and that you can just walk up and mess with her?
2: Yeah, that was <laughs> so a little the, weird.
3: <laughs> Yeah. And I mean they wear clothes on Krypton. Why is she cool walking around naked? I don't I don't get that. That's what happens so. when
0: you when you travel. Don't you remember Terminator?
3: <laughs> don't I remember arriving in San Diego last <laughs> last year? Just like oh, no. up close.
0: Um no, it was fun. It was a good time. The audience really enjoyed it, uh that I was that I saw it with, which is still bizarre to see these movies with an audience. Um What did, what did Kevin yeah.
3: Conroy have to say afterwards?
0: You know, he's he talks. you know, he's he doesn't have to say much. He's a he's a superstar in this in that scenario. He, uh, I'm Batman. That's yeah. all he has to say. He he didn't. I think the story was he didn't mean to even audition. Sort of a because <laughs> sort of he had never done voice work before, and was sort of he did it on a lark, and uh, didn't know the character. Didn't really know much. Didn't know what he was going to do. Walked in and just started talking. And his normal his normal voice is basically the Bruce Wayne voice, so he didn't have to change a lot. So just they just heard him talking, and they said that was the one. But uh, he's a cool guy. Um, now, what the interesting thing to me is. You know, every every time we talk about this, I'm always living in fear this thing's gonna shut down because you never know. These things we've had nine of these, and that's more than nine more than I ever thought we'd get. Uh, they said they've got four in production. Which oh, I, assume, awesome. I I assume one includes you know All-Star Superman, which is the next one. I don't know if they meant the shorts that are coming. There's there's a compilation of all the short films plus an original short film that's actually twenty minutes long. Um the, the Superman Shazam one that's coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if that's including that or not, but that would include at least two more. Uh, the rumor is one of them is batman year one but that's not confirmed but
1: uh well you know you know it's going to be you know it's going to be a batman you know it's going to be a superman and you know it's going to be some sort of justice league and then something kind of out of left field
0: there'll maybe. be a green lantern one
1: when they're i was going to say yeah
3: they're when they try for a they'll movie try that they go try back
1: them. to that well again
0: um but so let's talk about the, the one of the best things that's happened to these films is these shorts is, is speaking, adding, of,
3: speaking of things that are green.
0: Yeah, adding these little shorts in the beginning of these films. This is the third one, right? We nice. had The Spectre and we had Jonah Hex, Jonah now Green Arrow. These are characters that are never going to get their own films. We can cry all they want, but they're never going to make a full-length Green Arrow, which is which is a tragedy, and a full-length Jonah Hex, which is a tragedy. But we get a nice 10-minute taste, and I thought the Green, the, the green Arrow one was a lot of fun. I loved Neil McDonough as... Green Arrow, because one of the things I didn't like about Justice League Unlimited was Green Arrow's voice for whatever reason just kind of bugged me. But I thought Mil- Nimród it was a great, great voice for this one, and we got you know unexpected surprise with Black Canary showing up, and it was a nice. I thought it was a really nice sort of fun action piece, which is hard to do in ten minutes, but it was satisfying.
2: I, I love it was. When, it was yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say it was like a great one shot comic. Yeah. Yeah, and I love when these things surprise me. It was like Count Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, they they cram a lot in, and I really appreciate that. They don't make it seem like you know it's it, it's a satisfying piece. And they but they, you can tell they're trying to get these characters in. They're never going to get to play with otherwise. Um, so we get Merlin, we get Count Vertigo, we get Green Arrow, we get Black Canary fighting in a airport trying to protect a you know ten year old queen, and um, just really fun. I think these are great. These are I, I just love this innovation. I love the fact that they said you know what we're not going to be able to do these characters because I know they originally wanted to do a Green Arrow full length film, but that was one of the things that was nixed when the marketing people said no more films not starring batman and superman um so you know if if all we get is a 10 minute green hour short and this is all we got and that's fine with me
1: yeah i think it's a great way to keep those keep those characters at least out there in in some way and then you know it opens you up to the you know the possibilities of bringing them in as as complementary characters in the uh in the batman and superman uh features so you know i can see a you know a batman and and uh, team up at some point you know and that character is already established now
0: right i also really like the design of green arrow a lot in this one i thought this character design was really cool um, the
3: shoulder pad thing
0: Yeah, and the hood which is not The hood's normal. good um just good stuff now the other thing i really liked in the extras was the which i always love is the sneak peek of the next one which is also superman and what we got to see here was a whole lot of voice work they didn't really show any animation, but we had we'd seen the preview without any voice work, and now we get to see some voice work. And I think this cast is brilliant. Yes, I think the cast of Christina Hendricks as Lois and Anthony LaPaglia as Lex, and who's the guy playing Superman? He's so James honest. Denton. James Denton as Superman were fantastic, at least in, the, in what we saw. Mm-hmm. Especially Anthony LaPaglia as a scary Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. and Christina Hendricks nailed Lois Lane
2: i was I was wor- a little bit worried about her, and when we didn't I posted the trailer um, a little while ago on i fanboy and um we didn't get to hear any of of her and i I remember when a lot of people heard the the choice that she was being cast as Lois a lot of people were really excited because we you know we love Joan on mad Men and she's great on firefly and everything but when I think of Joan, or when I think of Christina Hendricks, I think like really <laughs> she's Joan. De- well, I think Joan. Yeah, I th- I th- well, I think she's like really demure and just yeah. like really, like just really soft. But then she comes in right away and she's really tough. And she explains that in the interviews and in the Talking Heads and the little documentary thing. And she explains that she she wants to be tough and and hard as nails and stuff. And I think she she really did nail it.
0: Oh, totally. She's fantastic. She's got that sort of uh, they said throwback vibe of the sort of the old. Um, uh, like '40s reporter, mm-hmm. you know, edge to her voice, nailed it. I thought Palia was, I loved yes. him in the, in the trailer. He's just sort of sounds really menacing in a way that they haven't really done with Lex before. A
2: real threat to Superman. Yeah,
0: like a like a street fighter almost. Like he sounds like he would he would punch Superman if he could.
2: Because this is you know Lex Luthor at his breaking point.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know what to think. When they announced it, I mean, it's a great story, but they they explained how difficult it was to adapt because it's not an easy story. It's twelve issues of one shots that make one whole story. But after seeing that that featurette, I was really excited for also Superman. I yeah, to it's going to be now. interesting.
2: It's yeah, we'll see. I love that they talk about it as a it's it's a character drama too. It's I mean, there's action in it obviously, but they they really you know try to you know pound home that it's it's going to be dramatic and and more about his character.
0: Yeah. Now, did you guys? I mean, Chris, I'm sensing that you're not too excited by it.
1: It's one of my favorite all-time comics. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of like whenever Watchmen was announced as a movie, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll wait and see. It's just, and like you said, it's, it was a series of, of, of basically one-shot comics that built to a larger story there's a lot going on it's mm-hmm. like how how much of that are they going to include how much are they going to leave out and are they going to be able with what they do drop out are they going to is it going to be comprehensible at all yeah once you once you trim it down because there's no way to get it all in there and is it going to is it going to carry any of the weight or is you know it's a, um you know skipping universes i loved planet hulk the, sure. the the comic series whenever you boil that down to uh, an 80 minute or whatever animated feature and you take out all of the world building and the subtext of that it becomes just a big action a big hulk action movie mm-hmm. and i'm afraid that that whenever you take out all of the 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 little nods and the and the things that made all-star superman probably one of the best comics of the last 10 years what kind of a movie is it going to make so i'm i'm a little apprehensive about it
0: all I, I can totally understand that completely, but what I would say is that the Tim track record is pretty strong and adapting these things into a story that is either all its it, own that recalls the comic story enough or finds the important elements in the overall narrative and, and, and you know, sadly has to lose the really nice moments, but keeps the overall art going. We'll
2: see. Dwayne McDuffie on scripts, <laughs> and, you know, he did a really good job with uh, Crisis on Two Earths, and uh, he's really good with character stuff, too, so... I, I I have I have confidence in this one.
1: It, it's just well, well I see a, a what a what is the, the Mixia's Pitolic um Superman, you know?
2: It's mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's it and for the average, you know, viewer are it, that kind of stuff. You know, are the, are they gonna be like, what the hell is going on? But uh, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see.
0: It it is funny. I, the one thing I did think about it when they um showed the trailer or I guess when they showed the the <laughs> title the title animation was it's a bizarre title if you don't know what the hell All-Star means. Like, if you're just a person on the street looking to buy a cartoon for your kid and you see All-Star Superman, what does that mean to you? Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a really strange title if you don't know that All-Star is a particular line of DC Comics.
2: They just fast forward to Superman. It's just like, you know, like Spectacular Spider-Man. Sure. It's just, it just, it
0: just it doesn't, those at least have a history and make kind of sense literally, literally but like All-Star Superman is just a bizarre. Mm-hmm. name. I don't know what sure. But I mean, that's so minor. Um, but, I'm I'm happy. These are all doing. You know, we haven't had a clunker in a while.
1: Nice. And and even even if you don't absolutely fall in love with the feature or or the 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 mini feature, uh, the uh, and we I don't know if we've talked about uh, this on on past episodes, but the other extras in these, if you get the the two disc DVDs or the or the Blu-rays, the extras on these are phenomenal. I mean if you want to know what Bruce Timm thinks of Mr. Miracle, it's on this. And they have a little featurette on Orion and Mr. Miracle. And they they go into the the actual source material and how it translated over. And there's I mean hours of, of bonus features on these that for you know for the for the comic book fan it's it's really enjoyable, and if you want to know more about the history of these characters and other characters that they're that they're connected to, I mean, you have you've got people that work at DC that are that are interviewed for these. So the the extras, they I mean, they don't they don't skimp on them here, and,
2: and yeah, really I substantial that. one this time around. Yeah, I was really I was really impressed with the uh, fourth world explanation, and they you know they have Joe Kelly in there. who's was talking about Supergirl, um, and then Walt Simonson, uh, Levitt's in there. Um, so I mean they they've, they've got people behind them and 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 you know Didio making sense and it was it was nice.
0: <laughs> they really do go all out. I mean they, these yeah. are not these are not skimpy productions. And actually one, one thing they're doing now I think this is uh, this is happening across the, uh, the whole Blu-ray line, But if you get the Blu-ray, it get you comes with the Blu-ray and the DVD and the digital copy. You get three versions of it.
1: Did it? Okay, yeah. so so. So that extra disc in there, that is a DVD it's copy a DVD
2: of it? It's a DVD and, the, and the, the digital copy. It's a combo oh, disc. Oh, nice. I handed nice, that off to good. my dad, and I had him watch it, and he enjoyed it. So. Oh,
1: cool. Okay.
0: As you hear us popping the, di- the box. <laughs> <laughs> Pop-up You yeah, know, it's interesting. I think that happened with my Iron Man disc. I think the same thing. I got a DVD, I got a Blu-ray, and I got a digital. This and seems to be the new way of packaging these things.
2: And it's even got, it's got the Green Arrow short on it, too. So... <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, these are fun. These are really the thing I, I find really amazing is they're so lovingly put together. I mean, you know the story quality varies from one to one, but each pack, each each disc is full of stuff. You can tell they love these films. You can tell they love these characters. They give you a lot. I mean, if you buy this disc, you get like five episodes of the Justice League series, you know, or something like that. There's at least four of them in there.
1: Um, yeah, they're all the uh, the apocalypse and dark side centric episodes. So you get, you know, if you like the 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 Ironside voiced dark side you get it on there
2: and this is this really geeky but i think with this one they just started doing the extra features or at least most of them are in high def which they aren't usually well that's nice so yeah no these are fantastic
0: and it's it's you know we talk about we don't like to pit one company against the other but i really will want you know it'd be nice to see the day when marvel gets up to the point where they can they have releases like this because there's no reason they shouldn't and if they do then we're all the better for it we'll all have better things to watch and enjoy
1: well, there's there's one thing that that's common in these. So if you're if you're a fan of of DC Comics and DC Animated, you know, thank God for Mom, Apple Pie, and Bruce Tim, because <laughs> you, know, it's, you know he he's he's the guy that that has has I, I think made the DC Animated what it is. So
0: I keep um, waiting for him to crack and say no more. I just can't do this with things <laughs> for 25 years or whatever, however many years has been going. on. God, it
1: has been a, has been a day or two.
0: It's been 20 been. years, I think, hasn't it? You guys um, notice his cameo? He's always got a voice cameo. Oh, well, there's
3: that, there's that little opening sequence in the comic shop. The oh, for
1: the, for the showcase? Yeah, oh, he's yeah, uh, yeah. reading
3: the comic. The all-DC the all comic shop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. No, he's, he's always a voice. He's always got some voice. He's, he's usually grunting, Yeah. but I always notice him. He's always in there somewhere.
2: Andrea Romano's in this one, too. Yeah,
0: yeah she's always in there, too.
2: And oh. uh, I think there's going to be some really, uh, well, like at least one really happy Big Barda fan out there that she finally gets her due. She's I mean, my favorite. Go for it, Ryan.
3: My favorite scene in the whole movie was when she just says, like, no, I'm coming along, which was basically translated like, I'm going to be in the rest of this movie and everybody better be cool with it. And Batman just goes, I'm cool with it.
2: <laughs> and I love that Batman was just in her house. Like yeah. Superman, one of them knocked on the door and they turned on Batman. It's like, the,
3: uh, it's like the Amanda Waller shower scene.
0: <laughs> well, Bat- one thing that Kevin Connor said he liked about this film a lot was that Batman was used for comic relief a lot. He was, yeah, you know, Superman was. was kind of the straight man, and Batman would throw the punchline at him. So Batman that was sort of a different kind of Batman, which I enjoyed. Um, yeah, oh, really. I
1: loved uh, loved uh, when Barta opened up the the little uh, superhero closet, and uh, and the Mister Miracle costume was hanging there. So you did get you did get a little bit of the of the Mister Miracle, even if he wasn't in the movie.
3: Her TV was so big it could hide an entire closet full of weaponry and costume. <laughs> it's
0: awesome. Well, she was she's been in charge of the Female Furies. I'm sure that's a nice pension involved.
3: Which also, why don't they recruit from within? It seemed like all those Furies were holding their own. Why do they have to go and find uh, random girls from around the galaxy to put in that position?
0: I imagine it makes them angrier and thus better fighters.
1: Ah, yes. Furious, even. Because without it, no story.
0: Ah. <laughs> That's the answer to most questions, by the way. It's true. Why, why, is they, why are they fighting? Because otherwise we wouldn't be reading anything.
2: <laughs> would it really be that bad if Apocalypse blew up? It's basically blowing up constantly anyway, so...
0: You know, the one thing I, the, you know, we're now getting to the silliness of, of these things, but I, I re- remember thinking, looking at, there's the establishing shot of the planet with all the fiery pits, which s- are so large in the establishing shot, and it's <laughs> yeah. small yeah. when you get down to the surface. Yep. Don't it, think I didn't notice that, too. <laughs> it's just like, these things should be continent-sized fire pits, but when you get back, when you get down to it, they're just normal sized. That is How big a is nice a nice place to live.
3: You shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't be able to see the surface from space with the amount of ash they would be spewing out.
0: Also, everybody should be really sunburned, and just, just just from the heat of the fire all the time. Everybody should really crackly skin. But.
3: Does apocalypse have a yellow sun. How do the Kryptonians maintain their powers?
1: It must. They would have to. It they must. They're, they're all
3: questions. Questions for another day, I suppose.
1: There you go. I did, and, and we didn't mention it, um, but you had, you talked about how Batman was the comic relief, but I also think it was awesome that Batman was the one that bested Darkseid. Right. He's the one that that brought the conflict, that that conflict anyway to an end. And I also thought it was really a, a really cool character moment when Darkseid said, "Looks at Batman," and said, "If it was if it was Superman or Wonder Woman, I would have called their bluff. Yeah. But you're the only one that would do whatever it takes to win." And it, so it was like Batman was the only one there that would actually pull the trigger and blow up a, a planet to win. Which I thought was an awesome Batman moment.
3: Yeah, even though he wouldn't, would he? Yes, yes, he would.
0: Yes, yeah, he would. all right. In this in this scenario, he would in the same way that in Final Crisis, he's willing to shoot. He's willing to shoot the Dark Side. It's the it's the and it's the same way in the last in the, in the Justice League film, he's willing to make deadly sacrifices to save
1: everybody. He he would he would he would rather blow up Apocalypse than what. Supergirl fall into his hands and and cause you know untold damage. I, I think is is what it would come down to. But yeah, I just thought that was a a fantastic Batman moment. That he was he as as powerful as as Superman and Wonder Woman are. He was the one that bested Darkseid. I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, I mean he he has his no killing rule, but the, those things are always tested, and you want to see those moments where he's taken to the point of his testing his morality, and the morality is. You know, you, you kill kill a few to save everyone in the universe when Supergirl is is Dark side right hand man or not. And those are the moments that really make the, the hero is will he have to break his own rules to save everyone? That's what he has to do occasionally. And he does. I mean he everyone, killed a dog. Well, that's just a dog. I th I think
2: that's a what, giant what, demon dog what happens <laughs> on apocalypse stays on apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: On that note, um, so go to ifanboy.com. There'll be a discussion about Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Underneath, uh, there'll be a, there'll be a post there for this. You can discuss it there. Tell us what you thought about it. You can come back there every week for the Pick of the Week podcast. We talk about the week's releases and comics, and everyone here contributes mightily. Chris Eastman has his Don't Miss podcast on ifanboy, where he talks about some book okay. not to miss on Wednesday. Ryan and Paul are always writing on ifanboy.com. I oversee everyone with a with a apocalyptian whip. Keep everyone in shape and. Um, until next time, which will be all Star Superman in the beginning of 2011, right? That's the, the winter of 2011. We're all assuming January ish, like the last one? Ja- oh, okay. Until next time, I'm Connor Kilpatrick.
1: I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm Ryan Help. I'm Paul McCumber.